And uh, over the year, we've looked at two other characters who were courageous. We looked at Esther. Uh, that was a long time back now. Uh, we looked at the life of Esther, how she was courageous in putting, uh, going to, to the king and bringing her case to save uh, her people. And then we also looked at Jonathan and his armor bearer. And we looked at how they were courageous, that they went and took on these Philistines, believing that God uh, could and would help them. And this morning we're looking at the man called Stephen, the life of a man called Stephen. Stephen isn't around in much of the Bible, but what we do see of him in the book of Acts is a man of great character. Known for the way that he served and for his faith and spirit-led life. I don't know if you've ever met someone in a one-off setting, maybe on a holiday or uh, you're with some other friends and they've got mutual friends and you meet someone and you just go, I would just love to hang out with them more. I would just love to spend more time with them. Uh, the first time that uh, Juliana and I went to America, uh, we, had the, we went to a wedding and I met this guy called Daniel. And uh, right from the word go, I was just like, I get on really well with this guy. This guy's great. He loves sport. He's, he's just kind of, he's, he loves Jesus, a good mix. And, uh, and I was like, I'll just get on really well. Sadly, obviously, we live in different countries. But it's one of those moments where I just, I would know I would get on really, really well with him if I was living in the same place. Stephen's a bit like that. You kind of read about him and just go, you know what, I, just, I would just love to hear more about him. I'd love just to know what he was like when he prayed. I'd love just to know what he was like. Why was he so courageous? I'd love just to get close to him and be around him and understand him more. But we don't get that. Actually, we only get a small glimpse of the man Stephen in the book of Acts. He's a man we only see a little bit of. And I'm left thinking, I'd love to know more. William Barclay said this. He said, the whole lesson of history is that the person who follows Christ the whole way will find strength to do things which it seems humanly impossible to do. The whole lesson of history is that the person who follows Christ the whole way will find strength to do things which seem humanly impossible to do. So let's read about Stephen. Acts chapter 6 and verse 8. Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, performed great wonders and signs among the people. Opposition arose, however, from members of the synagogue of the freed men, as it was called. Jews of Cyrene and Alexandria, as well as the provinces of Cilicia and Asia, who began to argue with Stephen, but they could not stand up against the wisdom the Spirit gave him as he spoke. Then they secretly persuaded some men to say, We have heard Stephen speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. So they stirred up the people and the elders and the teachers of the law. They seized Stephen and brought him before the Sanhedrin. They produced false witnesses who testified, This fellow never stopped speaking against the holy place and against the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs Moses handed down to us. All who were sitting in the Sanhedrin looked intently at Stephen, and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Stephen then goes on to spend time working his way through story after story in the Bible, reminding them of the history 
of where they've come from. And then let's pick it up in verse 51 of chapter 7. He finishes with quite a statement. You stiff-necked people, your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised. You are just like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your ancestors did not persecute? They even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one. And now you have betrayed and murdered him. You who have received the law that was given through angels but have not obeyed it. When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this They covered their ears, and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city, and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, He fell asleep, and Saul approved of their killing him. Let me pray. Father God, we want to say, Lord, we love you, and Lord, we are so glad to be here. Lord, we're so glad to be together, to worship you, Lord God, to to hear your voice, to sing songs of your great love, Lord God, to have our hearts just softened afresh, to have our lives changed again, and Holy Spirit, we welcome you to come and speak to us. Pray for each and every one of us. Each and every one of us. Lord God, come and speak to us. Lord, you know exactly what we need. You know exactly what we need to hear this morning. And so, Lord, I pray, even as I speak and teach, Lord God, Lord, I pray, let us hear your voice. Let us hear your kind words of love over us afresh this morning, I pray. Let us be stirred to live for you in the power of the Spirit, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. We said earlier in the year that for us as Harvest Church to be courageous, it means that we have a fearless Christianity regardless. And this is what we see in Stephen. He is fearless. Fearless of people. Fearless of death. Fearless in living for Jesus. It's just stunning to look at. But where did Stephen's courage come from. I believe there are three clues in these verses that we read and the surrounding verses that we didn't get to read as well that point to where Stephen gained his courage from. Firstly then, Stephen's courage came from the Word. As we look in the verses of Acts chapter 7, which we haven't done this morning, I'd encourage you to go and read it when you get home. But throughout Acts chapter 7, you see Stephen just talking about character after character in the Bible who trusted in God. He knew the verses so well. He knew the story so well that when opposed by those who claimed to know the Scriptures, he not only knew what the Old Testament said, he knew the heart of it as well. He didn't just know the words, he knew the heart of what the word said, how it all pointed to the coming of Jesus. Stephen knew the promises of God. He could see the big story of the Bible, how God was working all things to save and gather a people 
who would be his and who would carry his presence to the ends of the earth. Stephen knew that there is power in the word of God. Knew that when God promised something, it would come to pass. It was something that he could back his life upon. Knew that God's word was a source of truth and therefore a source of courage as well. Because Stephen knew the word so well, because he knew the promises of God and the character of God so well, because the word of God was a lamp to his feet and food for his soul, he was able to gain courage for his life. His courage came from having studied scripture after scripture, having given himself to learn verse after verse of the Old Testament. He would have read in Psalms 119 verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. He would have read in Psalm 119 verse 5, verse 105, sorry, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. He would have read Psalm 27 verse 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? He'd have read and heard about the stories of David fighting Goliath, of Moses leading the people through the Red Sea, of Esther standing up to speak with a king on behalf of a whole people. He would have heard about these great exploits of Abraham believing against all odds that God would give him not only a son, but a generation after generation after generation after generation. They weren't just stories from history or stories to teach Stephen how to perform. They were stories of grace, stories of God working in people, stories of God giving boldness and courage to do great exploits. They were stories of faith and stories that all pointed to God's great love and his great character. Stephen gained courage through the word. He gained courage through reading the word. Turn to the person next to you and say, Stephen gained courage through the word. Friends, if we want to be a church that loves and honors the word of God, then we need to read it. We need to study it. We need to enjoy it. We want to be that church. We want to be a church that loves and honors the word of God. This book... This book here is precious to us. It's precious. It's a book we want to rev- we want to take in what it's saying. What's the big heart of this book? We want to honor it and love it. We give time each Sunday when we gather together to read and, and explain it because there is power in the Bible. There's power in the word of God. There's power and courage to be gained as we read it. As we read and study it, it's not about gaining knowledge. But it's about experiencing and drawing nearer to God. As we read the word, we grow in our understanding and experience of God. And we gain courage to face all that life has for us. As we build on the foundation of God's character. As we build on the foundation of who God is. And what he's like. It means that we want to be a people who dig into the word of God as individuals. We take responsibility and say, oh, I want to I know God more. 
I want to know God more. Lord, help me to know you more. I want to read your word because I know that I find out what you're like, what you do in there. Is it because we have to? Do we have to read the Bible? No. No. That's law. That's what these people that Stephen were coming up against were believing. I have to read my Bible. I, I have to know it. I have to know every, every word. In it. No, no. We don't want to just know every word. We want to know the heart of it. We want to know God's heart. We can so easily slip into this thinking that we have to. We have to do this. If we read the Bible every day, if we turn up on a Sunday morning to Harvest Church, if we serve on a team, then and only then might it be possible for God to love me. But we're a people who have been saved by God's act of kindness, his grace, his work. Nothing we can claim to have done ourselves. It wasn't even me praying a prayer that saved me. No, it was God leading me to himself. Revealing my need for him. His grace. His kindness. It's about him. God doesn't love us because we're good or because we act right. He loves us because that's who he is. He loves you. He loves you because that's who he is. It's not dependent on what you do. It's not dependent on what's happened in your life. He loves you because that's who he is. He's a God of love. Friends, if we're to gain courage as a church, if we're to gain courage as a people, it's going to come through our decision and through our desiring to want to read and believe the Word of God. It's as we read this precious book, as we read God's Word to us, that we find boldness to face the difficulties in life. It's as Stephen knew the Word that he had boldness. He knew who God was. He knew what he was about. He knew his character and he knew his mission. And so he had boldness to stand against these people because he knew what the word said. Stephen in Acts 7 displays a love for the word of God and gains courage from God revealing himself in the word. Why not ask God to do the same for us? I'm just going to stop there for a moment. Why don't you just where you are, just pray to God and say, Lord, would you reveal yourself to me in your word? When I pick up your Bible, would you speak to me? Would you show me who you are? Father, Lord, you know our hearts. Lord, and you know the struggles that we sometimes find to pick up and read your word. And Lord, I thank you that your love doesn't stop because we struggle to read your word. I thank you that your love remains the same. Lord, I pray for each and every one of us. I pray, Lord, that we would have courage to pick up your word. Courage, Lord God, to believe you at what you say. Lord, I pray that we'd, yeah, just know a fresh desire inside of us to to read more of you, to understand who you are, to grow in you. Lord, I pray that for each and every one of us. In Jesus' name. Secondly then, Stephen's courage came from the Spirit. Stephen wasn't just a man of the words who knew what God had promised and believed him for that. He was also a man of the Spirit. In Acts chapter 6, we see Stephen's chosen to serve the poor and the widows. Why was Stephen chosen? What was it about him? Well, Acts 6 verse 5 says, They chose Stephen 
a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 10 goes on to say, but they could not stand up against the wisdom the Spirit gave him as he spoke. In fact, Stephen is quick to point out to his audience in uh, verses 51 to 53 of Acts 7 that they have resisted the work of the Holy Spirit. That they were keeping the laws to be seen, but their hearts weren't open to God. And they weren't listening to God now. And then he goes on in Acts 7.55, it says, But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Stephen was a man full of the Holy Spirit. A man of the Word and a man of the Spirit. A man who knew the presence of God in his life closely. Friends, this is who we want to be as a church. We want to be a people of the Word and we want to be a people of the Holy Spirit. We want to be full of both. It's not like a one comes over the other. We want to be full in both. A people who value and listen to the Word, who believe the Bible as our final authority, but also a people who move in the power of the Spirit, who allow the Spirit to speak through the Word, to lead and direct us, to empower and affirm us. It's a together and a both thing. We can't have a one or the other. We need both. We need the word. We need the spirit. They go together so well. They complement each other so well. We're not just here this morning just to hear the Bible taught. It's not just a, a kind of a mind thing where we're just going, I've got to gain knowledge. No, we, we want it to go into our mind and settle in our hearts. That we hear everything that God wants us to hear. My longing is that I would be someone and we would be a people who walk daily with the Holy Spirit, who allow him to come close, to affirm us in who we are in Christ, to come near to comfort, to come near and empower us, to give us courage, to give us boldness. That we don't just walk daily with the Holy Spirit, but we walk closely with him. It's not like... We're walking together and the Holy Spirit's over there and I'm over here. And we walk. No, we want to be close. I want the Holy Spirit near. Near. I want, I want to hear his voice. I want to hear him speaking to me. Leading me each day. Stephen was courageous in his faith because he had been filled and was continuing to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If we want to be, uh, if we want to be courageous in faith, if we want to be courageous in sharing Jesus with others, Courageous in giving generously of ourselves, our possessions, and our time. Courageous in believing the promises of God. Courageous in our serving and our loving of others. If we want to be a courageous people, we need to be a people full of the Spirit. Our dependence is on God. We're not going to be able to muster it up ourselves. I must be courageous. we We need the Spirit's power. I need the Spirit's power. Friends, that's who we're desiring to be. Why? Because we need the Holy Spirit to fill us, that we might be filled with power and filled with a certainty of who we are. Galatians 4 verse 6 says, Because you are his sons, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. There is a deep intimacy 
with God that comes through knowing the closeness of the Holy Spirit. Like we call out Abba, Father. I mean, it's like Daddy. It's like this intimate fatherly word. That we, that we know that we're loved. We know that we're cared for. We know that he is close and near. As we draw near to the Holy Spirit, we're affirmed of who we are because of Jesus. We're strengthened to live for God in a set-apart life, to be different from the world. We're given gifts to bless and build up others. We're empowered to share our faith with others. I don't know what your experience of the Holy Spirit has been. I don't know what's been taught in the past or not. But we want to be a people who are full of the Holy Spirit. That we come, that we read the Word of God. That we understand what, who's the Holy Spirit, what's He like. We, we find out through the Word of God. But then we also choose to believe and say, Lord, come and have your way. Come and show me what you're like. As we understand who he is and all the goods that he wants to do in us, that's where we'll be more open to him. As we get a true understanding of who the Holy Spirit is, we'll become more open. Friends, let me encourage you. Seek more of the Holy Spirit. Maybe even this afternoon you want to go home and just have a moment. Just say, Holy Spirit, would you reveal who you really are to me? You can do that here, absolutely. Please feel free to do that. But maybe just in the quietness of your own home, just say, Holy Spirit, would you reveal your true self to me? Would you help me to understand the way that you are in the Bible and the way that you want to be now, that you're the same? Stephen was courageous because he knew the word. But he was also courageous because he knew the Spirit. Thirdly, Stephen's courage came from an eternal perspective. Stephen gained courage through having an eternal perspective. He saw the bigger picture. He saw his life in the grand scheme of things. He was able to put the here and now circumstances in the perspective of eternity. This is so hard to do, isn't it? It's so hard when we're in the middle of such a trial, when we're in the middle of life, to suddenly think about the big picture. Stephen's just a great example in how he did that. Death was not something for Stephen to be afraid of. He knew that his reward was an eternity in the presence of Jesus. In the middle of huge trial and opposition, Stephen is able to fix his eyes on Jesus, his Savior. Let me just read this again. Acts 7, verse 54. When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looks up to heaven. If I was me, I think I would be looking down. I'll be kind of like, oh no, where, what, what's going on? Oh no, I'm in a mess. Looks up to heaven, full of the Holy Spirit. Looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this they covered their ears and yelled at the top of their voices. They all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. We, meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. Even in the face of death, Stephen was able to take courage and forgive those who were murdering him. He saw the big picture. 
He saw the big picture that each of us need to receive the grace and love of God. That each of us are in need of rescuing. That each of us makes mistakes and mess up badly. Yet who are we to judge? There's only one judge and his name is Jesus. You see, Stephen was able to see the big picture knowing that he would one day come face to face with Jesus. That day came very quickly for him. And that meeting would have eternal ramifications. Would Jesus say of Stephen, he's one of mine. He belongs to me. Well done, good and faithful servant. Stephen gained courage from knowing that the opposition he faced at that point from the crowd was completely worth it in comparison to the glory of spending eternity with Jesus. The physical pain and hurt of rejection was just a small price to pay in comparison to the reward of being told, well done, good and faithful servant. The forgiveness he showed to his murderers was just a small glimpse of the forgiveness that he'd received. The grace and love and mercy that had already been shown to him by God. And friends, that's true of us also. One day, we will meet our maker face to face. And I long to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. Stephen had an eternal perspective. He was living for eternity with Jesus. I wonder where do we each need courage today what's going on in our lives that we need courage for I desire I long to be more courageous it's not a natural thing for me I long to be more courageous I long to have the the spirit fill me afresh that I would be more courageous I long to know the word of God more that I'd be more courageous I long to have a bigger eternal perspective on things that I'd be more courageous do you? Is that something that's kind of stirring in your heart afresh this morning? I know that there are times when I give in to fear. Times even in the last few weeks that I can think of where fear has had its better say on me rather than courage. I need to grow in courage. We as a church want to be a people of courage. Fear of others, fear of rejection, fear of the unknown. Where do we need courage? Courage to forgive, maybe. Courage to share our faith. Courage to take a stand against sin. Courage to believe God for his promises. Courage to give towards the gift week this morning. Courage to tell someone about an area of your life and ask for help. Courage to stand out in a crowd in your love and actions for Christ. Finally, I just want to look at this. Look, look who's watching. Look who's watching. Chapter 8, verse 1, and Saul approved of their killing him. I don't know if you've come across this man, Saul, before, but Saul ends up writing almost a third of the New Testament. He's right there saying, stone him, yep, get on with it, do it. And yet suddenly an encounter with Jesus changes Saul. He goes under the name Paul later on. He's absolutely captivated with Jesus. Friends, we don't know who's watching. As we take courage, as we take steps of courage, you might not see immediate results. Stephen didn't see immediate results. He he saw death, but then he saw life. But Saul was watching, and we don't know what quite that did to then prepare him for his encounter with Jesus. Friends, who knows 
who's watching as we act courageously in God. As we courageously forgive, as we courageously live our lives for Jesus, who knows who's watching and the long-term eternal effect you might have had on someone. Who needs courage? (laughs) Anyone need courage here? (laughs) I'd just like us to respond like this. If you need courage, why don't you stand? I'm standing for the record. (laughs) I definitely need more courage. I just want to pray for us. And uh, so just receive from God. Receive what God has for you. Where do you need courage? Holy Spirit, you are so welcome here. Lord, we just want to come before you and admit our dependency is on you. And our need is for you. Lord, you know each of our situations, Lord God. You know each of the challenges that we're facing right now. At home and in the workplace, in our friendship groups, in our families, Lord God. In this church, Lord. Lord, you know each and every trial and you know each and every challenge. Lord, we say fill us. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with courage, Lord God. Give us a desire to know more of you, Lord God, that our courage would come from you. Lord, this incredible, perfect courage. Lord, we long to be a courageous people who believe you fearlessly. Lord God, who are fearless in our workplaces, who are fearless in our streets and our neighborhoods because we know who you are. God, give us a greater revelation of you, Lord God. I pray as a people, Lord, that we would encourage one another in who you are. That, Lord God, you would stir us in our worship and our expectation of what you want to do amongst us. Make us a courageous people, Lord God. Make us courageous individuals, but make us a courageous people, I pray, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.